0: Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the Cast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. Fjordcast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present Cast. With your host Tim Barsness.
1: Thanks for joining us on Fjordcast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of Web and Mobile Development Team Fjord. And today on our show, we will be talking with Matt Stormone about his full service digital agency, Pure Focus. Welcome to the
2: show, Matt. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be here today.
1: Great to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about Pure Focus?
2: Sure. So Pure Focus is a full service digital agency. Uh, we started, uh, or I started the agency. It's been eight years now, and our focus is on digital strategies that engage customers with a consistent brand message across multiple devices uh, and platforms with a focus on one thing, and that's maximizing digital ROI.
1: What drove you to start the agency?
2: Well, to be honest with you, I, uh, I moved out to California. I'm actually a Minnesotan, believe it or not. Um, And I started working for a company that did back-end support for e-commerce companies. Uh, This was in the late 90s. And I learned a lot about what happens after people transact with e-commerce. But I was really curious about how they found uh, the e-commerce or the website in the first place. So that curiosity led me to discover how digital marketing works. And that really drove the last boy, 16 years of my career.
1: Any summary as to what what interested you so much or piqued your interest?
2: You know, I've always been a fan of technology, um, and I can remember back in the day uh, when AOL had the dial-up, and the the curiosity was is that it opened up an entirely new world. So all of a sudden, you weren't limited to your immediate surroundings. Um, You had access to things all over the world. So, um, I took that and and I started thinking a lot about, you know, how people look for and find and ultimately transact business, um, in the digital world.
1: So you said you started the agency eight years ago. How has e-commerce changed over the last eight years?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, it has changed tremendously. So in the beginning, um, I hate to say it was easy, but it was it was simplified. There was a few core things that you needed to do, a few places you needed to be, and as long as you did that, um, you had a you know pretty good chance at being successful. And now, over the last eight years, we're seeing uh, you know consumer habits are changing, uh, platforms are expanding, and the you know what I call the customer journey. Um, has never had as many touch points in between the initial awareness to ultimately uh, the conversion. When you say
1: com- consumer habits are changing, what do you mean?
2: Well, if you look back, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, there's a few key things. And, and one of those is um, customers had a sense of brand loyalty. So once you, once you identified with a brand, uh, you pretty much stayed with them or you were committed to the, the brand. So you were a um, Ford person or a Chevy person? Yeah, exactly. And and now what's happened is is the consumer is more interested in the brand story. So they're you know the product is important, but what's become even more important is the the brand and their story, their heritage and what they stand for. Why do you think that's so important? Well I think there's There's a lot of choice today. So, consumers, uh, you know, they're one click away from uh, a new choice, a different brand, um, a better product. And to differentiate yourself, um, you have to stand out from all of the other opportunities the consumer has. And to do that, you have to deliver your story. So, it sounds like,
1: you know, you mentioned that you're now one click away from a, a different opportunity. Um, it sounds like access obviously has changed dramatically. Um, do you think that the change in access to diff- to varying brands has impacted the consumer positively or negatively?
2: I think it's a catch 22. I think, I think that, you know, we're our attention spans have become much shorter and there's a there's a chance we get into uh, you know decision paralysis where we're you know we're we're presented with so many options that ultimately it makes it really hard to choose um, and and it becomes this never ending uh, research and comparison journey. But I think you know for the consumer it's great to have options. It's just more important for the brand to differentiate themselves or stand out from all of their competitors.
1: Right. And it, it's, it seems like, you know, given the plethora of options that you have, sometimes decisions are made um, just to decide rather than made, you know, rationally, rationally or predictably. Um, Sometimes it feels like having more than one option could be a negative thing.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree to an extent. I mean, I think options are important, but when you have, you know, ten choices, sometimes it's hard to discern, um, you know, what what are the pros and cons of of all these ten different options. And I think when you get into when a consumer gets into that situation, that's where they fall back on uh, the brand story and what the brand stands for. So all things being equal. They're going to choose a brand that, that they connect with, that, that connects with them emotionally.
1: So, so did we just kind of back into why the story matters so much, or is there more to it?
2: <laughs> no, I think we did. I mean, um, you know, the story is important. If, if you look at some of the best brands uh, today, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm an Apple fan. I love that brand. And if you think about their tagline, um, it's, it's think different challenge status quo. You don't hear anything about um, iPhones or memory or how, much, uh, how big their hard drives are. You hear about their purpose, their why. And I think that's what brands need to be looking at going forward is, you know, it's not about uh, your product or your feature set, it's about your brand story, the heritage, um, why you're here, not um, what you're offering. And that's what's going to continue to connect with consumers and ultimately, I think, separate uh, brands from their competition.
1: The other interesting thing about your Apple example is that they actually deliver on their, their message, um, or at least they have historically. Would you say that they'll continue to do so?
2: I think so. I think they're. Um, I think they're doing really well. I mean, they're obviously. Uh, you know, for those that follow them, they're in a period of. Uh, you know, I don't want to say less innovation, but they're in. You know, they're kind of going through more iteration than innovation. But I, I wouldn't be surprised in the next five to ten years to see some really revolutionary products come out of Apple.
1: I can only imagine what that would look like. Um, yeah. Would you say the iPad is a revolutionary product?
2: Oh, I'm torn with the iPad. I mean, I, I think I think when it first came out, it was it was pretty slick. But I think you uh, you know my my impression is, and I'm an Apple fan, that the um, the Surface uh, is eating its lunch. You think? Um, I, I think so. I mean, I think I think people want a two and one. Um, you know, I see a world where you could take an iPad, you could plug it into a 34-inch screen, and it turns into your desktop. And I think that's that's what people want. Um, yeah. Right. Typing, you know, typing on those those key, little keyboards. You don't have the mouse. And then you have you have these multiple operating systems. So You're going from iOS to um, Mac OS. And I mean, if I had one wish, it would be the combination. Uh, of those two into one um, uniformed OS. Would that be a touch to
1: first interface for you?
2: I, you know, it's tough to say. I think it's. I think it's got to be. It's got to be touch enabled. I'm still a big fan of of inputting through external devices. Um, I don't know how much. It, I think. I feel like touch is limited. In that you know, there's certain things you can do, but when it comes to pinpoint accuracy, you know, Excel documents or um, programming or you know, using, you're going to need a mouse to do that. Yeah, totally. What's the coolest thing you've done in your career? Um, there's been a lot of great experiences, but I, you know, if I had to think back the entire career, I'd say it's um, when I w- when I first moved out to California, I joined the startup. Uh, it was called People Support, and that was the company that was doing the back-end support for uh, e-commerce sites. And I was, I was the eighth employee and I think it was probably about 10 months after moving to California, they offered me the opportunity to go overseas to uh, Manila in the Philippines and begin building a contact center. So the, the chain of, of events I spent you know 21 years in Minnesota, 10 months in California, and here I am halfway across the world uh, in a different culture, building this contact center. And you know it was really, it was really a great experience. Uh, we grew it from 10 to 600 employees that ultimately uh, expanded to 9,000 employees and Learning the culture and experiencing different culture was a great experience.
1: Sounds cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. And obviously, you landed back in California. Um, we need to take a break here, but when we come back, we will be talking a little bit about the product Matt is launching.
0: Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1 866 625 5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Is your website hacked?
1: Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612 877 3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com.
0: Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with cast only on Cranberry Radio.
1: Welcome back to cast I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Matt of Pure Focus. And Pure Focus is launching a product. Matt, can you tell us the name of your product?
2: Yeah, so it's uh, Aptly named the Peer Focus Platform, and uh, go ahead.
1: love it. I was just going to ask what it does.
2: So the Peer Focus platform uh, I'll give you a little background. Um, after eight years of analyzing data and watching the transformation in the digital space, um, you know we really narrowed in on, on content and social media as a really powerful way to reach a large audience. And you know, as we started, as we started performing those functions on behalf of clients, we started to see some gaps uh, in the execution of content marketing and social media. So we began building the platform to address those gaps.
1: Um, and how does it address the gaps specifically?
2: So there's a couple of things that, you know, as we were doing that, we noticed and, and the first thing is Um, You know, typically content and social media is created by a single person or a small team. And what happens is, is you get um, when it's the same person or the same team, it lacks diversity. So the first thing that we set out to build was the ability to have large teams of creators uh, writing content, creating social media, which ultimately diversifies the voice and allows you to test more types of content and more opinions and thoughts
1: so y- your your tool allows to increase the the breadth of publishers is that what you're saying
2: correct it it increases the breadth of creators so that yep. the number of people that are writing content and what they do is is they sign up so you you join the platform and then the next thing you do is you build out your content team. So your content team could be, um, of course, your marketing department. It could be your employees. It could be freelance writers, agencies, vendors, social media uh, marketers. It allows for you to, to have this large pool of content creators. And then ultimately, they push the content into the platform and the number one thought is, well, I don't know if I really want a bunch of people putting content out. Well, to fix that, that challenge, we created user roles which allow the creators um, the ability to create draft content and then a singular or multiple managers to approve the content to be published.
1: Got it. Who is the platform ideal for?
2: So the platform is ideal for... Uh, medium to enterprise businesses uh, ranging in teams from five or more content creators. And it's best suited for uh, brands who are looking to uh, either get into content marketing or have an existing content marketing program and are looking to expand uh, the quantity and, of course, improve the quality of the content they create. Got it. Um,
1: I know you said the platform is currently in beta, right?
2: Yeah, it's in a private beta. where um, Right now, we're focused a lot on training the intelligence. So the, the second part of the platform that we felt was really important was, um, you know, we had these questions. What do I write about? How often do I post my content? Um, You know, what are the topics that matter to my audience? And being a data centric company like we are, um, we really have dug in deep to um, looking at different ways to analyze the content and extract meaning and patterns, which ultimately, as you begin using the platform and publishing content through it, The feedback loop is going to analyze the content performance and begin making recommendations as to uh, the right person, the right time, the right message, the right medium, and so forth. How much
1: volume do you need um, to be able to make those recommendations?
2: Well, initially, it's going to, I mean, I would say you need about 30 days of daily content posting. But we also have the ability to pull in your analytics data through the API. So for brands who are just starting out, one of the first things we recommend, will recommend is they connect their analytics account to the platform, and then we can pull in 90 days of historical data and start looking for patterns and opportunities within the existing data. Got
1: it, very cool. Uh, where do you see the platform going from here? I mean, obviously you have to get to launch, but.
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, the ideal thing is, is we're looking for an intelligent marketing platform. Um, you know, as as an agency who's, you know, been using tools for um, eight years and myself, I've been using tools for 12 years. Um, we didn't want to go to market with another tool. Um, what we really feel like marketers and uh, brands are looking for is they're looking for a solution. So ultimately, that's what we're trying to build is is not another tool, but an actual solution that will guide, enhance, and improve uh, their marketing efforts.
1: I think that's that's really important to recognize that What the market needs is probably not another tool.
2: Yeah, correct. I mean, we have, I I was counting the other day and we have probably about 25 tools that we use to perform our agency work. And, you know, it's the same, it's like with data, right? We don't need more data, we need insights. And being in in digital marketing is, um, I mean, I'm 70 hours a week and I can barely keep up with all the changes and advancements. So the last thing a marketer wants is another platform or another tool that they have to check. Um, what they're really looking for is, how can you make my job more efficient, make it easier, and ultimately provide better results? And that's right. that's our long game with the platform.
1: Exactly. The other thing, you, you, know, you mentioned the plethora of tools that you, you, your company uses. Um, the other thing that I'm noticing with these tools is that they are free up to the point where you become dependent on them. And then they're probably (laughs) more expensive than you can probably afford.
2: Yeah. I I mean, that's the, that's the, that's how, you know, the buy-in it's the, it's the free to free to try or free to use, um, you know, with features uh, requiring paid. Uh, And I think, you know, I think that's the, that's the choice you have to make. And that, uh, you know, I think for a lot of people, um, Salesforce has a great model. It's you know it's per seat. Um, it's a acceptable fee, and I think as we evolve and and you know as tools and and uh, solutions evolve, it's it's all going to be about value. So it's not. I I don't think you know free trials are nice for trying out a product, but if you can demonstrate value immediately, I think people are willing to pay for that, and you don't have to rely on a on a free trial or a free to use, you know, limited feature set.
1: Yeah. If, if, I try and stay away from products where they use the what I call the crack model where the first hit's free. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Our our plan um you know like I said we're in we're in private beta right now. We're accepting, you know, uh requests and um you know people are interested in giving it a try. Um we don't plan on on going out with a with a free trial or a limited use free option. Um the reason being is the, the process of implementation, while it is cloud-based and it's, it's primarily run through APIs, there's a lot of uh, uh, machine learning training that takes place and a lot of data cleaning. And um, you know it's something where we're looking for people who uh, see the value and are interested in working with us to get a proper implementation in place. Absolutely, and where can people go to sign up? Uh, they can go to our website www.purefocus.com. They can click on the product tab and they'll see a uh, private beta sign-up form.
1: Perfect. Uh, we need to take our second break, but when we come back, we will cover the importance of storytelling as well as Snapchat's staying power.
0: Don't go away, George Cast with Tim Barsness. will be right back after a word from our sponsors Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio.
1: Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Matt Stormoen of Pure Focus. Our first story today is from Pure Focus. It's titled, It's Not About Your Product, It's About Your Story. Uh, Matt, can you give us a little background on the article?
2: Sure. So, um, you know, we're... We're really watching at at Pure Focus. We're watching the transformation of the digital space and um, seeing that happen, and and looking at some of the data data coming in from consumers. Uh, we're finding that consumers are uh, really interested in the the brand itself and and what their story is. Um, once they identify with the brand, then um, the product be you know gets into consideration.
1: Got it. So um how do you as a brand find your why?
2: Well I think the one of the best places to start is to watch Simon Sinek's TED talk. I think um you know he did a fantastic job of explaining the power of why and and the reason brands should start with why. Um that the the reality of it is 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 it's a it's a hard process. Um, you know, we've gone through that here and, um, you know, it's challenging to step back. We're so quick to say, you know, our product does this and does that. And, um, we're great because of these features, um, and stepping back and understanding your purpose and mission, um, of your, your brand. And that's what consumers want to know.
1: Right. And if you're not doing that, you totally miss why they should care
2: exactly exactly it's the days of competing on features uh i think are behind us i mean there's uh, the cost of starting or creating businesses or products and so forth have have come down um so it's no longer about feature sets it's about you know why is why should someone buy from you versus your competitor
1: absolutely our second story today uh Titled as news users slow, Snap claims comfort with Facebook's imitation game. Uh, this is an article in Ad Age. Talks about quarterly earnings from Snapchat. Um, overall, 286% revenue growth, which you know, given quarters past of of very little, um, very little revenue, is not too surprising. But quarter to quarter growth has been declining. I'm curious, Matt, where do you see Snapchat going in the next 12 to 24 months?
2: Uh, it's it's you know, I feel like they have a lot of opportunity, um, but i' I'll, I'll take a different approach on on what I think they're missing. So if you look at the most successful platforms, what you'll what you'll notice is is they all created um, APIs that developers could build on top of. yep, and that is one thing that Snapchat has not done. And I think it's hurting them tremendously, so as a as a use case, if you look at Twitter, so Twitter, when they initially started out, they had a developer API. they were very open with it, and developers flocked to the platform, they started building great tools, um, additions, features, and then Twitter became uh, a little bit selfish with their API, and they cut it off. Well, they upset a lot of developers. And if you chart their growth, uh, peak, and decline, you can almost align it with their API openness. So when when Jack came back to Twitter you know, a year ago, one of his number one goals was to reestablish relationships with developers because that's what helps platforms establish critical mass.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough once you've lost their trust to gain it back, though.
2: Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So So I think with, um, you know, with Snapchat, I think it's, I think they have a tremendous opportunity, but I think that opening up an API to allow iteration, iterations on top of their platform could be one of the most powerful moves they could make.
1: And we'll see if they do it. Uh, We are out of time. So that's it for today on Fjordcast. Matt, thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. You can find Pure Focus online at purefocus.com or reach them by phone, 310-341-2100. Matt's email is matt at purefocus.com. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio.